You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station, 95.7. The game. And we welcome you to Oracle Arena here on 95.7 The Game. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating with you for the next hour. We're taking your phone calls. That's right. We're opening up the phone lines right off the jump at 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570 is the Warriors return home, and they get a victory after trailing by 10 at the end of the first quarter. They go on to win it. 123-112, to a pair of 37-point quarters for the Dubs in the second and third to help turn the game around. It was just a two-point game at the half, and then the Warriors did what they do in the third quarter, exploding a 37-26 third quarter, and the Warriors would never look back, leading by as many as 18. After they trailed by 10, they get it done 123-112. to Coach Keating, good to be with you as always. Yeah, welcome back from the uh, pregame. Nice to stick around at a post game and catch a Warriors win back at home after the long road trip. And it took a little while to get it going tonight. I thought for the Warriors and the Knicks, both teams took a little while to get going. Uh, but in the end, obviously, the home team prevailed. And nice to see Steph overcome a little bit of a slow start. And unfortunately, wasn't able to be joined by his counterpart, Kevin Durant, at the end of the game, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, Durant getting ejected from the game late. Curry winds up with 32 points, and the Warriors, one of the stories of this game, and they wind up with 40 assists in this one on 46 made field goals. And it's remarkable to me when you look at the fact that a team winds up with 40 assists on a night where they couldn't make a shot in the first quarter at all. Uh, One of 11 from three in that first quarter. They were getting pounded in the paint. The Knicks were kind of having their way with the Warriors early. Uh, Often that final, you know, the first game back off a long road trip after a couple of days off, and the Warriors hadn't played since Saturday night. Uh, A lot of times there's a little bit of a rust factor. It, it, It didn't really feel like the Warriors had much juice until late in the second quarter, but they weren't trying to play the right way. I made yeah. I made that point to you during the game. We were kind of texting back and forth. Yep. The Warriors, it felt like, were trying to move the ball, and the one thing that, that Steve Kerr's probably going to be the most happy about, with all the emphasis he's put on not turning the basketball over, the Warriors only turned it over 12 times, and eventually the shooting caught up with them trying to make the right play, and they were able to come back and, and turn a 10-point deficit yeah. into a big lead. Really, for the meat of the game, it was nine turnovers. There were some late ones that just kind of got tacked on when the game was decided and the benches were pretty much emptied. And Clay and Steph started one for 12 combined and were one for eight from three out of those 12 in the first quarter and a half. And they were only down five at that point. I remember looking at that, trying to see where they those two were at. Because at the same time, Kevon Looney, David West... Uh, Sean Livingston, Nick Young had combined for 18 points off the bench to kind of counterbalance that slow start by Steph and by Clay, and still only down five. I mean, it, we talked a little bit in pregame about this, JD, about Draymond's comment and a little bit of the sentiment about I wouldn't necessarily say disinterest, but you just know you don't have to really bring your A game one through 13, even one through four. 
and they really didn't get that tonight, uh, one through four. They got a little piece of it here from KD, and obviously Steph shooting, and Draymond sprinkled it out, and Clay. Did Clay make a three tonight, by the way? I don't. Th- I think Clay Both for three. Yeah. So now we're on another. Clay went from what ninety-five to one game. Now back to <laughs> zero. It was a short-lived one or two-game streak. Yeah, but the one thing you got to like about that is a night where he scores nine points. He's a plus twenty-five. Yeah. Well, a lot of that had to do with his defensive ability, and, and that's always going to be the case uh, with Clay. And I pose that question too, and I'm sure we'll talk about it over the course of the, of the next hour. Maybe get some calls about it too. Is Clay Thompson a first-team all-defensive player? And, and the short answer and the quick one you gave was no, only because it'll probably be KD this year and in most likelihood, especially since the coaches voted him as an all-star, Draymond. But is it possible that you could have three players from the same team as first-team all-defensive players? I, I'd like to say yes, and I'm curious as we look around the association if we could find – more viable candidates than a one-on-one and a, a perimeter defender than Clay Thompson. I, I think Clay, and I made that that point to you that his numbers, from a defensive rating standpoint, individually compared to Draymond's, are actually higher uh, so far this year. Yeah, and he's played excellent defense. He was really good tonight on a night where he, he couldn't hit from three, but he did a lot of other things well. And you look at. Kevin Durant doing the same thing on a night where he scores 14 points, but he has a career-high 14 assists. Steve Kerr was was really, he praised him for being a, a, just a tremendous passer, really liked the fact that Durant, uh, on the break a number of different times, just pushed the ball and was able to make a play, make a pass that, that quickly led to a basket. Yeah. So not the 28-point night that we're used to seeing from Kevin Durant where he's you know, 10 for 16 shooting, but a night where he's able to score 14 but put his imprint on the game with 14 of the Warriors' 40 assists. How about this one, Coach? 40 assists for the Warriors. They are the only team with multiple games of 40 or more assists this season. So the Warriors have done it more than once, uh, and they are the only team to do it. This is their 28th game of 30 or more. Is that? I think that's pretty I think that's where I saw come up on the ticker. Um, no, it's 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 an emphasis that Steve has put on in terms of total amount of passes that leads eventually to it becoming assist of this magnitude when the ball gets moving. And, and you know, it's funny, JD. I, was, I mentioned that about the 15 assists in the first half of the Rockets game. And I keep going back to that. I still don't get the feel like the ball is really moving side to side. Like the Knicks had a great possession tonight, where they had like five or six passes that were whipping around. And that led to a layup where every guy touched the ball, and I can't remember who scored on the end of that. It was, in the, it was towards the end of the game, actually, maybe the third. That, that's kind of what I'm accustomed to in terms of the assists that you see. And, and, and it's funny because the assists to me when I'm watching the game, from the Warriors' standpoint, stand out more when Clay is scoring because Clay doesn't really put the ball on the floor, by and large. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He comes off pin-downs. Majority of his of his uh, baskets are assisted. They're not necessarily created uh, off one or two bounces. Uh, but it's amazing that that like I never, if you didn't tell me that, I never would have thought it was forty out of forty six. 
it didn't feel like one of those games tonight, maybe because it wasn't aesthetically as pleasing. But nevertheless, what's happening is, as we talked about pregame, they're taking care of the ball, and when they pass like that, good things happen. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, it's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, the phone number to participate in the program. Your thoughts on the Warriors getting back on track uh, even after a slow start en route to winning 123-112 to over the Knicks. It's a home week for the Dubs as they've got the Timberwolves in on Thursday. The Boston Celtics will be in for a nationally televised game on Saturday. Actually, the Timberwolves game, the second game of a TNT doubleheader. So that one's got a big-time national feel as well. This is kind of the warm-up, the opening act, the game to shake off the rust for the Warriors without Porzingis playing uh, in this one for the Knicks. You mentioned Kevin Durant and the 14 points, the career-high 14 assists. He was ejected with 2.50 to go in the ball game. Uh, the, the night was pretty much over. It was to the point where he was probably going to be taken out of the game momentarily anyway, but he picked up his second technical foul of the game, was ejected by lead official James Williams, uh, and just kind of peculiar that, that it was you know it was kind of a quick hook even being the second technical it kind of left everybody wondering what the heck what the heck was going on where did that come from let's hear from Kevin Durant he was asked about that after the game and KD explains what was going on when he got tossed first half I was dribbling up on the right side I made a left to right cross he said I carried uh you kind of let that go. He said, I asked him where to get the carry from. He said, I froze the defender. I said, that's what a crossover is for. And that's why I do it, to freeze my defender. And he tried to make a bunch of excuses, and I told him he was wrong. And he went to halftime probably with an attitude. So second half, his whole thing was like he's trying to get me. So look at my first tech. I got the rebound, and I dribbled the ball hard, and he, he teched me up. He was searching for me. He looking. He looking. He looking to try to take me up to get me back because he's still in his feelings from the first half. That's what's been going on around the league the whole year. It's a bunch of that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to keep my head a little bit. But I was upset. You know, I'm a human being too. I get upset, but I'm gonna move on. I had. To, I said what I had to say. In his feelings, in his feelings, a feelings bit. coach. Wow. Well, you know, he, he and That's Steph, about as strong as it gets. He's going to get fined for that. Big time. I mean, he just uh, – KD, man, if you're out there listening, just give me the twenty five grand, and I can turn it into maybe a 10X return for you. <laughs> Please stop giving this money these this league and these officials. we got better investments out there. Anyway. This has been a big issue league-wide well, throughout they, the first half of the year to the point where you're going to have players and the officials try and sit down and find some common ground at yeah. the All-Star game. It just they players don't believe that the officials are letting them talk, and players in large part believe that officials are seeking seeking them out in certain situations and not letting them talk. Look at you know carrying uh, carrying a vendetta in essence with them. What did, what did well, you see in those he, two he plays? He and Steph had an extended conversation uh, with James. James Williams, the official, the lead official, during the free throw where Steph, where, where Katie thought he had gotten fouled on the prior possession. And I want to say it was in the third quarter. And I just, I just don't know exactly what that accomplishes except keep it on his mind. And as Katie said, stay in his feelings. 
But when you really keep harping on it, and I texted that to you, J.D., after he got the, the, the second one, what what does that really get accomplished? Like, I think you have to be kind of calculated when you're a coach, and now in in college more more so than in the players in, in, in the NBA. You can work the officials a certain way. You know, and you can work it a certain way to where not necessarily influence them, but I, but I think if you do it in an adverse manner, it can lead to, to them. They have the power. They have the the ability to adjudicate the game that way and blow the whistle and make these decisions, and you can't take them back. They may retract technicals from your count. Doesn't change the game. Doesn't, doesn't change yeah. the game and the outcome. And that that's kind of what, what, what you know gets me on the whole thing. And, you know, it's unfortunate it happened. But I, in the end, it probably didn't matter. It didn't matter because I think Durant knew that the game was right. over. It was in hand, and he time. was going to make a point. I mean, right. this had been going on since the first half, yeah. as KD explains there. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. I mean, Durant... Uh, he's had technicals this year. Draymond Green's had his issues with technicals. But this is bigger than just one individual player and an official tonight. This is kind of a league-wide thing yeah. that, that's been going on throughout the first half of the season. And, and one of the storylines from the All-Star Weekend is when the players and the officials try and sit down and, and maybe hit the reset button a little bit. All right, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're rolling on here from Oracle. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, as we are with you. We're taking your phone calls at 888 888- Nine five seven nine five seven zero. More coming up here on ninety five seven. The game. I did want to get teched up or thrown out, but I did want him to hear what I had to say. So, you know what that brings. You know, so it, it is a part of the game. I'm sure when I, when we see. James again. I'm sure he'll still be in his feelings. Kevin, before the second technical foul, uh, Draymond was trying to pull you away. Was he trying to like calm you down or something like that? Yeah, the irony. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I was not trying to hear that, uh, but he was he was right in doing so. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back, Oracle Arena. Kevin Durant. Not pulling any punches, guys. Still in his feelings. <laughs> James Williams, good old number 60 on your scorecard. Keep, keep our eye out for him moving forward. If you have your uh, officials scorecard with you. Uh, but, yeah, wow, Kevin Durant going all in again. And then, yeah, the irony, the hilarity of Draymond Green holding him back, trying to keep KD under wraps. KD will get fired up. He'll get just as fired up, I think, as anybody on this Warriors team. I think that that's one of the more noticeable aspects of, of his game and watching him on a night-in, night-out basis. I, I didn't really realize how quickly he can go from 0 to 100 real quick. Real quick. <laughs> and seem like everything's fine. And it's a you know a tenacity that, that comes with obviously watching him night-in, night-out. He didn't really have a lot of that in OKC. I don't think he needed it. A lot of it was done by number 0, uh, his teammate. The tenacity and the ferocity and the, the outlandishness sometimes. It just kind of comes with the territory now here. You're, you're being hunted. You got guys coming at you all the time. A little concerned, I think, Steve was too and called two timeouts to the effect of the fact that these guys react to non-calls sometimes and it delays their transition defense. Yeah, there, were, there were two plays where they got beat o- yeah. over the top and Steve because they were arguing Steve called timeout twice. And, and they... 
it's hard in this game. It's okay, but but you don't want to be burning timeouts to get the guys focused on the next play. But I think it also kind of shows you a little bit about where they're. We talked about a pregame mentality is before they come out of the locker room, like okay, we can win this game without a, an A plus effort. And then you have the shenanigans with the official that leads to you leaving the floor and going to cost him some money. I would assume a fine will be coming his way as a result of the feelings. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt that that'll be a yeah that will absolutely yeah. be a yeah. fine. Uh, you'll get you know where does that fine money go? The fine for each technical, and then there'll be the fine for post game comments. Where where does the that'll be coming league as well. fine money go to? Does that go to a pool and then to charity? I believe it does. Does it? Yeah. Charity of the NBA's choice of the or of the player's choice that gets fined. I think it's the league. I believe it's the league. Interesting. John Dickinson and Kerry Keating, Warriors wrap-up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. As uh, we are with you following the Warriors' 123-112 victory over the New York Knicks, a game the Dubs trailed by 10 after 1 and would lead by as many as 18 before winning it by 11. So a 28-point swing in this one. Uh, Time now for our play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Durant off the screen, doubled, finds West. He's wide open, and the Knicks' defensive coverage is starting to evaporate, and Kevin Durant's got a new career high with 13 assists. KD finding the open man there. Story of the game, Kevin Durant, the 14 assists to go with the 14 points, uh, and the 40 assists for the Warriors on the night on 46 made field goals. Golden State wound up shooting 55.4%. They wound up hitting 13 out of 30 from three, and they were 18 of 20 from the line. So they had a 50-40-90 themselves and Steph, tonight and as Steph a team. Eight for 15 from three in a game where he started off, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. He had a few wide-open ones that just kind of rimmed in and out. He can get efficient real quick. That's one thing we, we also talked about in pregame. He was 6 for 20, I think, in the Rockets game. And he he can redefine efficiency because of the leash that Steve has given him, that Coach Kerr, Steve Kerr has given him to shoot whenever necessary, and that's necessary all the time if you're Steph. But he can get efficient pretty pretty quick and string them together and obviously had a few of those moments tonight, including one that led to an assumed timeout. This was, a, this was an interesting play. Katie had a great block. It led to a, a typical Oracle Arena crescendo. Here comes the crowd leading up to Steph hitting the three. They all feel it coming. And the entire arena, including the Warriors bench, because Jeff Hornacek, the head coach of the Knicks, took a few steps out, actually inside of Steph. When Steph was celebrating his three, he was inside in between Jeff and the sideline, assumed it was a walkout timeout, which it wasn't. And it kind of delayed the game a little bit, and it actually kind of enticed Hornacek to take advantage of that delay, take two more steps out there, right. and complain about the play prior that led to a technical, which is maybe the first ever arena-induced technical I've ever seen in, in, in NBA game live. Uh, it was kind of strange, and everyone's just kind of lingering around, like, what's going on? And Steph picked up an extra, I think he might have made the free throw, picked up an extra point on the free throw. Yeah, he did, because he was 6-for-6 six six on the line tonight. So, 
Yeah, that was a, a nice little throwback to uh, having Oracle come alive and actually affect the game a little bit. Story of two halves for Stephen Curry. The nine points, two of seven from three in the first half. Second half, 23 points. So 23 of his 32 in the second half. He goes six for eight from three in the second half. The Warriors outscore the Knickerbockers. 65-52 in the second half. They took their first lead of the game early in the third. Uh, 10-27 to go. They would not look back and win it. 123 to 112 to improve to 38 and 10. We're almost to that 50 game mark, coach. Oof. Where uh, you know a lot of coaches, they let, you know you never really know what team you have until you yeah. get to 50. So uh, the Warriors, at the worst, are going to be 38 and 12 after 50. I think the Warriors have a uh, pretty good squad. <laughs> and I got a big game coming up on Thursday. The Timberwolves are now a game up in, uh, on the Spurs for the third place. Uh, spot in the West. And, and this is a team that obviously everyone assumed would be better uh, with the addition of Jimmy Butler, Tom Thibodeau kind of getting some young guns in place. They committed to Wiggins long term, obviously have Carl Anthony Towns. Um, not a big fan of Teague, but, but, but obviously they're defending a little bit better and, and have, have become a threat. If Butler plays and is healthy, and really tries to bring it on Thursday. They're not going to be getting away with the type of effort they had tonight against the Knicks, against the Timberwolves, uh, come on Thursday. This becomes a a little bit of a, of a bigger game now that the Timberwolves are, are almost solidifying themselves in that top four echelon of the West. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570, the phone number to participate in the program. If you want to weigh in on what did you like about this game, uh, what maybe you didn't like uh, about this game, the slow start for the Warriors could be one thing. And how does the league fix this issue between the players and the officials? Because it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. And if you thought maybe it was getting a little bit better, the incident tonight between Kevin Durant and lead official James Williams where he was ejected, and then you have Kevin Durant going off after the ball game and going in on him a couple of different times, uh, calmly but firmly. Still upset about it after the game. By the way, Coach, NBA fine money goes to NBA Cares. So it does oh, go to a league-affiliated league charity and, and various charities. All together. All together. So Kevin Durant will be making a significant contribution to NBA <laughs> Cares probably coming up uh, at some point here by the end of the week. I thought um, one guy pointed out to, to make a, a comment about tonight because I, I – see the continual transformation of his body in a good way is Kevon Looney. The play he had in the uh, second half where he came down the lane, third quarter, came down the lane and just took off in open space, two feet, two hands. J.D., I'm not sure he could have done that last year. Not even with a 50-foot running start, I'm not sure he could have done that. His body wasn't in tune and healthy enough. And obviously he did a great job on his body. I continue to marvel at the fact that they're able to get the production out of him that they are getting and continue to get, given the fact that they didn't pick up his option. Uh, And Steve tried to go right back to him again in a set play for a lob that Katie unfortunately couldn't deliver the pass to. So 
more confidence being instilled in Kevon Looney as the team moves forward without Jordan Bell for the time being. Well, and he's in the rotation, and Steve yep. Kerr's alluded to that. He's yep. a regular member of the rotation. It's not, well, one night he might be and another night he won't be. He's a regular member. He got 15 minutes tonight. The four of five from the floor that you alluded to, the four rebounds, had a couple of assists, had a steal. He makes a positive impact, yeah. and you're right. Now that he's healthy, some of the sneaky athleticism that he possesses has been able to be on display. I mean, he just kind of engulfs opponents. He, you yeah. know, I think you don't expect it. He's one of those guys, if you're going up against him, he doesn't look like the quickest guy in the world. He doesn't look like he's a leaper by any stretch, but I think at times when, when you try to drive him, he just kind of covers you up. He kind of swallows you with, with some of that length, and, and I also think he's got an ability to use that to his advantage on the offensive end. Well, the one thing on the offensive end I notice he's doing a better job of is he's cutting on offside cuts. And that's such a big thing in this offense. When the attention goes to KD and Clay and Steph, and to a lesser extent, Draymond, and even even really to a guy like Sean Livingston because he loves to get into that mid-post and kind of bait the defense a little bit to the turnaround, which he likes on both sides. But that's a big part of the Warriors' offense for the, for the non-all-star players, if you will, to understand when they load up one side with more than one all-star, and I say that because we have four of them. You can say that on this team when we have any one of four, pick two, pick one, two, or three. It leaves the weak side on defense staring at the ball a lot. And Kavan, I thought, on two occasions tonight did a great job and led to some of those assists, one of which the no came from KD. So you can see his evolution kind of happening, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the hands of the front office if they decide to try to re-sign him if they can or if he's able to parlay this performance and attitude towards his current situation into a better contract. Yeah, Kavan Looney, a positive player tonight. Uh, a couple other guys, uh, David West, I think he – saved the Warriors, really, early part of the second quarter. They started when they, out 4 for 4. Yeah, they started that quarter down by 10, and David West winds up 5 for 6. He is a plus 16, which is second only to Clay Thompson. It was a really good offensive game. You know, we didn't get much traction defensively. I mean, they shot 52% for the game. and um, But we knew coming in, they're a good offensive team. Um, they're hard to guard. They run a lot of good stuff. Um, but offensively, it was a great game. We had 40 assists, and we couldn't make a shot for the first quarter. So great ball movement and um, great um, job of handling the ball and not you know, committing the silly turnovers that have uh, hampered us the last few games. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That's your coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We're saving a simple online walnutcreekjeep.com. We welcome you back in. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, John Dickinson and Carrie Keating. We come to you live from Oracle Arena. Here's Steve Kerr there. Happy with the 40 assists. Thought it was a pretty good offensive game. Not a lot going on defensively. Uh, he went on to say later they, they got a couple of stops late in that second quarter and a few at the beginning of the third quarter, and that really changed the game and allowed uh, the offense to sort of catch up. And that's when the Warriors were able to gain a little bit of separation in the third quarter. They had back-to-back 37-point frames in the second and third, and that's uh, how the Warriors were able to flip this game. You had a feeling when it was only a two-point game at the half 
that that big run yeah. was coming, uh, and the Warriors flipped the switch in quarter number three. And only three block shots for the Warriors tonight. You know, in a team that what gets seven or eight a game, probably had a lot to do with. And the percentages can change pretty quick when you have a few shots not going in, let alone not even hitting the rim, and weren't able to kind of get into that groove or into that defensive mode where they were really swarming the ball. Uh, on the flip side, the Knicks had no block shots. Uh, not like we were expecting Enos Cantor to be getting off the floor too much and swatting and protecting the rim. And the uh, triumphant return of Joe Kim Noah for a amazing four minutes tonight. I, I don't, it's, it's amazing to me that he's – and I remember asking Clyde before the game what's up with him, and he was like, well, he might get a chance with Porzingis out tonight, and he didn't really get the chance. So I still – continue to be perplexed by his whole situation but no impact from him and a guy that probably should have some impact on a defensive end at some point if he's it's sad really i think the way that noah's career has has changed and injury is a big part of that uh but yeah he's just not a factor no and getting paid to be a lot to to not be a factor so but no blocks from the knicks three blocks from the warriors and and what would turn out to be a good game offensively from a statistical standpoint it wasn't Crazy, crazy aesthetically pleasing, uh, but a great win for the Warriors and the fact that they continue their ability to bounce back after losses now ten and zero. I think it was ten and zero. They were nine and zero heading into the season. Yeah, ten and zero following a loss. Following a loss, so and they've been good about that. And that's a sign of a good team and, uh, and and good time that they were able to come back home coming off that. Rockets loss against the Knicks team that really wasn't going to be much of a threat, especially without Kyle O'Quinn and obviously to a bigger extent, Kristaps Porzingis tonight. Hey, we mentioned David West having a positive impact on the game and, and talked about Kevon yeah. Looney, but there was one player that Steve Kerr kind of singled out uh, when asked uh, about the rotation. Clay Thompson, uh, he didn't start the second quarter. Typically, Clay will come out around the three, four minute mark. Of the first quarter, he'll be back in there as part of that unit that starts the second and the fourth quarter for the Warriors with David West and Draymond Green and and Iguodala and Sean Livingston. Uh, But Nick Young was somebody that that Steve Kerr really said has played well and earned more minutes, and he didn't want to throw Nick Young in at right around that three-minute mark. He said he originally, and and Coach, you can relate to this, sometimes you're going to put a guy in the game and you don't get a dead ball. So you're thinking, all right, I'm going to give this guy four or five minutes, yeah. and you don't get a dead ball. You can't sub him in. It turns into three. And and the way Steve Kerr runs that rotation, he said he was trying to put Nick Young in around the four-minute mark, and then they got caught to where there wasn't a dead ball, I think, until the mandatory timeout. And he didn't want to only play him, like, two and a half, three minutes. And the mandatory so, timeout was late. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, the game just kept going. Like, it was like there's no break. You so you're know? thinking, like, I'm giving, and you, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm going to give this guy five minutes. It turns into two and a yeah. half. <laughs> and you don't really feel like it's fair to the player who's maybe earned the right to, to get more minutes. And Steve Kerr was kind of explaining that. So he left him out to start the second quarter, meaning Clay right. was going to get a little bit more of a breather. But Nick Young earning that time in the mind of Steve Kerr. Now, I know you've brought this up, that he could be a key guy on a night like tonight where the shots weren't falling early, where all of a sudden he comes in, really no thought process other than just get yourself open, and when you're open, shoot it, and he's capable of making a, a bunch of threes. Didn't quite happen tonight, but I'm curious in this in this stretch run coming up post-All-Star game where he'll really fit in, you know, and who will really establish themselves as that guard that can kind of give him that spark and, Obviously, going to count on Sean to be a one and a two in the backup role, and you know, be, I guess between McCall and maybe Young. But 
It'll be interesting to see if, if Nick can get consistent and, and, and do more than just stand out there and hope that some threes go in. And they'll need that. They'll need they'll need his burst off the bench every once in a while. And I, I wonder if he'll be able to sustain it through a long playoff run. I think there's going to be one playoff game that we're going to look back and Nick Young's going to be at the podium. Podium af- game? Podium after the game, game for Nick Young? Where he helped them win it. He helped them yeah. win a playoff game. He's capable game. of doing that. With, with a big shot, he winds up being in a in a position where he has to play. Maybe I, I could even see it. I, I tell Steiny this all the time on NBA This Week. I could see it being a game where maybe he hasn't even played or he's played very little the first couple games of a series. Yep. You go into that game three, you got a little bit of the uh, lumpity dories, and you don't have it. And then, uh, you know, it's it kind of a low-energy game, and Steve Kerr's thinking, I need some offense. I'm going to throw him out there, and he lights it up, winds yeah. up playing in both halves. You know, maybe 16, 18 points, and winds up being a player that if he didn't have that big night, the Warriors don't win a playoff game. I, I'm not sure it'll be more than one, but I think there will be one in the playoffs where he'll have his. That'll be his story when they're all up on the stage in downtown Oakland in the middle of June. Part of the beauty of of Nick Young is that is that he gives you the the affordability to do that, and probably doesn't think much of it, and probably has the same demeanor whether he's playing in those first three games or gets thrown in to play 15 minutes in that fourth game. Uh, I hope it doesn't get to that point, but it's nice to have that ace up your sleeve, if you will. Uh, I'm curious if Caspi can develop a little bit of that that ability, too, in the front court uh, because he seems to uh, needs to get back in. A, I think the All-Star break will come at a good time for Caspi to kind of get himself righted and ready for that final 25-game push. Yeah, the injuries have really slowed him down. Yeah. He was a regular rotation yeah. guy, and then the injuries, and now he's trying to find himself, I think, and, and get back into to basketball shape. 888 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Uh, We can hear from the fans, which is brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Our final segment coming back, we're going to have a little bit of fun. The Warriors did get Clay Thompson and Draymond Green into the All-Star game as reserves. Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, or Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant, are in the game as starters. Steph's got to draft a team with LeBron James coming up on Thursday. That'll be announced. We're going to have some fun talking All-Stars to wrap it up. We'll also, draft. we'll also look ahead to the Warriors and the T-Wolves. We'll do it as we wrap it up here. Uh, as this is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. Curry high steps it, takes it to midcourt. Great pass to Clay Thompson for a layup. Just a little flip of the ball off the dribble. And Clay Thompson just caught it in traffic and stepped right to the rim. The subtlety of that feed by Curry was exquisite. I'm excited. You know, Draymond's excited. It's great to play with Steph and KD. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's great they reward winning. You know, there's so many deserving guys. So for us to all four go, it's really special. And for us, that to be the first time in NBA history, you know, four guys go two consecutive years is pretty incredible. So... I'm definitely going to enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to play down because I have so many friends and family. went to high school down there, obviously, so it's going to be a real special feeling. Uh, if you had told me graduating high school, I'd be playing the NBA All-Star game in 10 years, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So I'm pretty excited. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Clay 
Thompson always excited. He just thrilled. Just just doesn't sound excited. He sounded really excited, coach. And yeah, <laughs> two years in a row, the Warriors, yeah. the first team in the NBA history, first franchise to have four All Stars in consecutive years. You got Curry and Durant who are going to start. You got Curry who's going to draft against LeBron James, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green joining them. We don't know who who's going to be on what team when LeBron and Stephen Curry actually draft this, but it, it's amazing. Uh, the Warriors didn't have an all-star from 1997 until 2013, yeah. and it was David Lee, and now you can't keep the Warriors out of the all-star game. Sprewell to Lee, that was the big uh, gap. The omnipresent Raymond Ritter just paid us a little late-night visit to wrap up his, his night, and uh, kudos and a tip of the hat to, uh, to Ray. Really makes everyone's job around here easier. And let us know about that. Reminded about, about that big gap, and now here we are back-to-back four person that's amazing four guys on a team like like kind of puts it into perspective and uh nice to see ray come up and show some pride in that too like he's really excited about you know his guy's got to go down there and actually work during the all-star game but yeah now you, you, and you he wore and you were and he works. I, I covered the, the game last year and it is oh, unbelievable yeah. but now he's down there again with four guys like you know ray's type of guy is going to take pride like hey I got four guys down because here. he went down. He would. He was. He'd work them when they didn't have anybody. Oh yeah. Because you know they're yeah. always looking for different staffs from different teams. To Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson is going to participate in the three point contest. Good. He did say that after the game. Stephen Curry will not. Interesting. Participate in the contest. So no side bets between them. No side bets between the two. Uh, Clay was actually my pick to win it last year, and it didn't happen for him. Uh, and he might be my early pick this year to win it as well. In his, I, I, down in L.A., yeah. playing in that All-Star game, feeling good about it. They got this dra- the draft coming up. Uh, we mentioned for the All-Star draft, it's the starters first, and LeBron James has the first pick uh, among the starters. So Kevin Durant's in that starters pool. He would be the odds-on favorite to be the first pick. You would think. So LeBron takes Durant, and then Curry's got to <laughs> take is... whoever. We'll hold that thought for a second. We can run through yeah. it. Stephen Curry, after they go back and forth and pick the other starters, the eight from that pool, Stephen Curry then gets the first, first pick, pick of the reserves. Of the reserves. So okay. Curry will have the immediate opportunity to select either Draymond Green or Clay Thompson, his teammate. <laughs> now, Clay Thompson, this came up after the game. Let's hear from Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, he. He, he had some words for Steph about this draft. I'll probably actually request a trade if he doesn't pick me, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but it would be fun. I, I'm actually pretty excited for that. I wish they would uh, announce it publicly because I think it would be hilarious who, got the la- who was the last pick. <laughs> that's typical of Clay. I think it would be hilarious to see who got the last See that? See, it, that's the attitude you want to have. Why, why not give the last guy a car for charity like they do with the NHL guys? Absolutely. That I mean, would be since tremendous. they're changing this, they should they should Kia kick in a car, and whoever gets picked last gets to donate the car to his charity of choice. I mean, it, let's make something out of something that's you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you're still one of what thirty whatever it is, twenty four all stars. So you know, someone's got to be picked last in the playground. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, everybody's an all star. I mean, and Kevin yeah. Dur- Kevin Durant mentioned it yesterday. You know, you think Victor Oladipo if he's the last guy picked? You don't care in his first All Star game. You know, a guy that you know maybe a year ago was viewed as a disappointing career. You know, to this stage, but now he's a, an All Star for the first time. So, how, I, how about the t- twist on that? That he's an All Star in the trade, and Paul George goes west and is not. Interesting. Yeah, Paul George dynamic. among the snubs. Yeah. Chris Paul, Lou Williams, Yoke, Andre Drummond. 
Andre, Andre Drummond's Drummond got a beef. He's yeah. got a legitimate beef. There was a great stat I saw on what he's posed, uh, poised to do and currently doing with his, his current stats. It was like him, Wilt, Chamberlain, Jerry Lucas, like only four, four guys in the history of the league have done what he's done for a season. Now, if he can continue to do that, hindsight's 20, 20 at the end of the year, but... My goodness, even in that, you know, we, we talked about the losses that the Warriors have incurred at home. The only full-strength loss the Warriors have is to the Pistons. Our illustrious uh, friend Matt Steinman's preseason pick for a sleeper team has now kind of fallen by the wayside by the Pistons. But Drummond has increased his passing ability, has increased his free-throw shooting, which was obviously a, 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 a thorn in his side. Like, that guy's got a legitimate beef. There's no question Drummond has probably the biggest beef, I think, out of all the snubs, if you will. John Dickinson and Kerry Keating, as uh, we are here with you on 95.7 The Game, as this is Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. A couple other highlights uh, from the postgame. Uh, Stephen, Curry, uh, Stephen Curry was asked uh, about Bob Myers asking him uh, how he's going to look to assemble his roster. Uh, so, Bob, yeah, funny stuff there. Is so they're Bob, doing this pregame before the game on Thursday? They're they're doing it Thursday. My understanding is there's morning. a conference call Thursday morning after shoot around. My understanding is it's after shoot around. Okay, because so I got to get focused on the game. It's it's uh, and the Cavs are the Cavs playing on Thursday too. I can check the schedule and see if LeBron's tied up with some game day stuff as well. So it'll be a pretty quick affair. Uh, interest, interesting format, and I think it'll make for some. Uh, I, I don't know, even sure if they've announced. Are they calling the teams haven't, East and West? Or haven't seen that it, yet. Although you you brought up a, another interesting point, which was, well, can they trade? You should allow them to trade. You, you, maybe you come up. You got to balance the teams, you, I guess. You, you draft, and maybe maybe you have yeah. a situation where. Steph's team's got too many bigs. Just doesn't fit right, yeah. Not enough point guards on LeBron's team. Well, I go back to this. Maybe LeBron takes Kyrie Irving and then says, get <laughs> I don't out want of here, him. I don't want him. Or he gets left with him at the end and says, wait, I'll take one of your guys if you take Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And no, maybe believe we'll, me, the petty wars are in full effect in the NBA. Maybe but some cash considerations going back and forth. <laughs> I, I, I think the, the Anthony Davis pick is going to dictate how both teams will shake out. And when I did it on first look, in terms of the starters, it may change now with the rest of the reserves being named. But in terms of the starters, the way that, that – and the spot that Anthony Davis goes in. And what I mean by that is if Steph takes Anthony Davis and now you're LeBron, how do you not take Giannis? But now you're basically saying, in a nutshell, before you see what happens with Kyrie, DeRozan, and, and whoever's left, LeBron's going to be the point guard on that team? And, yeah, he could. But it'll also affect where DeRozan ends up going if he's on the same team with Kyrie. Like, you can't have Steph, Kyrie, and DeRozan, in my mind, going up against KD and LeBron and Giannis. Now, yeah, you may get Cousins at the end, but, oof, first world problems for the NBA going on on Thursday, J.D. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, the next couple of games this week are going to be a lot of fun with the Timberwolves uh, in here at Oracle on Thursday night. The Boston Celtics are coming into Oracle on Saturday, and we're going to have the Warriors warm-up and Warriors wrap-up again uh, on Thursday night uh, with Timberwolves in town. So looking forward to that 
as uh, the Warriors will look to keep it rolling here in this uh, final stretch, the final 10 now before the All-Star game after the Warriors get it done tonight, beating the Knicks 123-112. Uh, to 112. So that's going to do it for us uh, out here uh, at Oracle. I uh, want to thank Jesse for setting us up out here. I uh, want to thank uh, the guys back in the studio, Alex Scott. we got Lucas Alexander, Tommy Call all back in the studio doing a great job uh Great job by one and all tonight uh, in the studio. Team effort. Carrie Keating, I'm John Dickinson. We'll be back with you on Thursday with Warriors warm-up. It'll start right here at Oracle Arena, 6 o'clock. This has been Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.